Hello. Do you ever feel that it's hard to apply what the Bible says to your daily life? Me too. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. We take challenging questions on how to live as a Christian, and we try to give a simple, straightforward answer that is easy to implement so that we could be more like Jesus. I'm Jesse Gasparro. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Jesse Gasparro. Here with me today is Kevin Glazer. Hello, Jesse, and everyone else. Kevin, do you want to just introduce yourself? Yes, I am a high school math teacher, and I confess that at times I am probably a difficult co-worker. I, I was maybe why Jesse asked me to do this. I was going <laughs> to mention it, but I didn't want to, you know. Kevin also has the great misfortune of being my brother-in-law. So oh, that's right, yes. Just a disclaimer, I might talk to him a little differently than I talk to <laughs> All the other guests we have on this. <clears throat> All right. So, Kevin, you historically have a tendency to be difficult to deal with. Uh, our question <laughs> today is, how do I deal with a difficult coworker? You want to start us off? Sure. As I was considering these things, I would think that you have to first establish the context of the work relationship. So we're assuming that these are equals at work, correct? Mm-hmm. That's it just a difficult coworker. So yeah. I think we could probably apply it. Yeah, if you have a boss, you know, and or if you are, if you are the boss, there's specific yeah. scriptures that talk about the servant and master relationship, right? Which may or may not be relevant in this case. But definitely, as I was thinking on this, also, I think the concept of our perspective of work and why we work is really important. It's easy to get wrapped up in a job just being a means for money and an annoyance that keeps us away from our family, the Lord's things. But there are scriptures that show us that it's good to work. So for example, I'll read a couple of scriptures and just forgive me, I'm going to read them actually from my Bible, so I don't misquote them. So for example, First Thessalonians 4 says, Brethren, increase more and more, verse 10, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you. And also in Ephesians 4.28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Very interesting phrase there, where work is seen as a means to give to the poor. Hmm. But I just think overall that we have to view work as something that is that is not inherently bad. It doesn't necessarily have to be a distraction from the Lord's things and is an opportunity to um, live out our Christian life in a specific way. Definitely. Yeah, I think even Adam and Eve were placed in the garden to work. Mm -hmm. So we often think of work as something that happened after the fall, but it wasn't intended to be that way. There is labor. Yeah, and then, you know, as we live in a fallen world, we're going to interact with people. And because of our nature, there are going to be conflicts. And mm-hmm. some people are just naturally easier to live with and deal with than other people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I think it's always the tendency there's, I think everyone has that coworker that they dread working with or being on the same shift with them or having, you know, they're, they're they look forward to the, the days where they work, where they're not there. Um, and, and I think that's sort of the wrong mindset to have. 
you know, as a Christian, I think, uh, especially working, um, our goal is to be like the Lord Jesus and to reflect Him in every situation. As you were saying that, I really thought about the, like, there's a lot of verses that over, like, overarching verses that describe Christian character that I think apply in all contexts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not as if you have a scripture that talks about, well, if you are a coworker, this is what you have to do. Right. Yeah. But for example, I was reading Philippians this morning and this verse popped out to me and it says, do all things, Philippians 2.14, without murmurings and disputings, mm-hmm. that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked, perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. I think that's a wonderful verse for dealing with just about anybody. So in, in my profession, you know, it's the, I have 120 students, so it's more likely that there's going to be a difficult student mm-hmm. that I might be dreading than a coworker. Right. Teaching, you can sort of isolate yourself, and that's not good, but there's the ability right. to be alone. You, know, you don't have to go to many meetings and so on. But there are definitely times where we have to collaborate and you're confronted with these challenges and not murmuring, right? Mm-hmm not being one who is constantly complaining or even in your mind judging someone else's character because you don't like the way they say things or you don't like the way they do things. This is not the, the Christian way. We want to be harmless, simple, irreproachable. There should be nothing in our character, in our relationships with others, especially at work, but anywhere, at home, at school, whatever it may be, that someone could use against us. There's scriptures and Acts and Corinthians all over the, the, the Word of God where we are exhorted that before the eyes of all other men that our conscience is clean. Now, it's one thing for us to deal with our own sins between us and God, but there shouldn't be anything that anybody else can say about us, especially in the world. I mean, certainly when we're in the assembly, there's a lot of interactions, and at times we're going to see the, the darker side of one another. The, the things we do struggle with. But as far as the world, it, we should appear irreproachable. And I know that right. might seem impossible, but that's the, the goal. There, we should not ever have our testimony harmed because of the way we deal with our, our own selves or with others at work. Mm-hmm. But patience is that, that, that's if I have to say one thing, it's, you have to be very patient. I mean, first of all, people aren't all, they're not believers. A lot of people aren't believers. They have no context. They have no way of understanding how to properly deal with the situation. And when things go wrong at work, work is all they have. So for us, it's a means for something. But we have this this source of um, perspective, this source of power, this source of discernment, which is the Lord Jesus and the indwelling of the Spirit. Uh, non-believers don't have that. So we can't expect them to especially react to setbacks and challenges in the workplace in a, in a proper way. They're going to be very uncomfortable. They're going to be very frightened for their, you know, livelihood and so on. That's another way to, to help with difficult coworkers in that context is to be calm. And when something doesn't go right, just take it calmly and be patient and yeah. look for a solution in the context of your work and work with the others to do that. Yeah, I, th- I think also, um, you know, as a as a believer, we're told to do everything as unto the Lord. So, you know, I don't think we necessarily have to be the smartest person or the, you know, the, you know, the the most intelligent or anything like that. But I think we should be the best worker. Um, and and I think a lot of times, if you are, 
we should be hardworking, we should be committed, we should be doing our job and doing it well. And a lot of times that does invite criticism. Other people are going to maybe mm-hmm. say things about you. Sometimes there are coworkers who are lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have coworkers who complain. Sometimes you have coworkers who talk behind their back. That's mm-hmm. that's going to happen. But I think ultimately uh, it's it's sort of how we respond to these things that's going to reflect Christ, but also just how we work, how we do our job. That's going to reflect Christ, mm-hmm. and ultimately, that's the person we're laboring for. Not just uh, we're not just laboring for ourselves. Yes, and then the other thing, the other thing I think that's helpful for me, at least, is you know we have the example of Joseph. You know, he was the best worker um, in every situation he was put in, whether it was in prison, whether it was in Potiphar's house. He was always, you know, the most trustworthy worker, the best worker. I'm mm-hmm. sure people you know, had things to say about him behind his back, but he he, he was serving the Lord. The other thing I, I think that's helpful, at least for me, is um, I try to, um, I, I take the Lord's example when, you know, it says when he looked at the crowds and he saw people as sheep without a shepherd and he had compassion on them. Yeah. So, so my goal is when I look at someone, whether it's a, this applies to everybody, whether it's a coworker, whether it's someone at work, whether it's someone uh, you know outside, just wherever, I try to see them how the Lord would see them, mm-hmm. um, and that I think helps me just to to give me the, a better attitude towards them because sometimes it's really hard to even just you know maybe there's nothing wrong with that person, but sometimes you just don't click with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord loves them, and the Lord died for them just as much as. He loves me and died for me, and and that's sometimes hard to, you know, line up with. But there are circumstances where you're sitting there and you're you're actively dealing with someone who is not doing their right. job well, and the two yeah. of you or the three of you or the four of you, whatever, are responsible for some task, and it, these these others are actually impeding your progress, or are trying to get you to do the job in a way that is either wrong, like morally wrong. Or is wrong in the context of what you've been asked by your boss, and I think we can't ignore that situation. And right. um, and those, and I think what you're saying of having grace, right? That's ultimately what you're yep. saying is to be gracious. But the reality yeah. is, the, you have to also be able to use the word of God, and, and maybe not we can't use it um, directly in the workplace. We're not, we're not going to necessarily start using scripture mm-hmm. because that may not be useful at all. But the idea of using the truth, mm-hmm. you, you lay down and you say, I'm not going to do this job in this way. I'm going mm-hmm. to do what's right. And then if they disagree, then you have to follow whatever recourse will be applicable in your context. Right. You may have to go right. to, a, to someone higher than you, or you can move yourself in a situation. That's another thing. You can Oftentimes, you just have to just be willing to not be by people. A difficult coworker, if you can avoid them, then just avoid them. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. And when we know that we're exhorted in the Proverbs to 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 not like spend time with someone who's given to anger. If someone is, is mm-hmm. always wrathful and always looking for ways right. to stir up trouble, then you, you keep some distance away from that person. It's not always possible. And so when it's not, use grace, but then also apply the truth carefully with discernment. We don't have to be rude. We don't have to be holier than that. We definitely want to be holier than that. That will definitely quickly ruin the testimony. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with standing up for what is right. We don't have to back down 
And sometimes mm-hmm. I think we may have the concept that we, we can't set up for ourselves because we may stir up trouble. That's, I, I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, definitely. I think something else that helps me too is there's a different, sometimes we pray about our coworkers to the Lord, but I think it's better to, uh, it, it helps to sort of transform your, your mindset about someone by praying for them rather than about them. That That's something that I find helpful as well because it sort of yeah. helps me get my thoughts in line with, with how to pray around them too. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, that I also, I mean, prayer is essential useful, yeah. for life. Yes. Uh, it's it's like in the, when you're eating lunch, if you, you know, there's times where I have a coworker who will make it a point if we're eating lunch together, regardless mm-hmm. who is there, even if we have students, I'll say, look, I'm, we're going to pray for the food. They, you don't have a problem with that, right? Especially if we advocate that. You mm-hmm. don't want to have a student that's going to be offended by that. But with other teachers, we just let them know we pray mm-hmm. out loud. And, those teachers are sitting there under the sound of the word and, you know, in mm-hmm. our prayers, we, we try to also interject the gospel or talk about mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus and what he's done for us mm-hmm. and thank him for that. And I think also with difficult coworkers, if they know that you're a Christian and they, and they know that you're actively participating in your faith, even at work, it, sometimes it changes the perspective. I and mean, we know sometimes people will hold off, they won't curse around you. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or they might actually curse. They'll apologize. Yeah, or they might actually just do it to mess with you. They might actually curse yeah. more around you because they know it bothers you. But there's no excuse for hiding our faith mm-hmm. in the workplace. And sharing it with others and being openly faithful to the Lord Jesus will also help with many difficult things in life. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you have anything else to add, my dear brother-in-law? Oh, dear brother-in-law, do you have anything else to add? Beloved. <laughs> I don't really think so. I had to, I, was, I mean, when you read Paul's epistle, he had to deal with so many different types of people. He dealt with a lot of difficult people. Yeah. And, the, um, and so did the Lord. Yeah, so if you want to just summar- summarize some of the points you made. So, you know, staying calm, mm-hmm. um, having the right attitude about work, you know, trying to adjust our mindset and then sort of our thoughts about that difficult person. Mm-hmm. Through and, prayer, and praying for them. Praying for them, praying and before you go to work, praying at work, at praying work. at work out loud, praying at work silently. I mean, you can't be said enough. Yeah. in constant contact with them. We, we try to do things on yeah. our own and then ends up being a big mess. Yeah. That's not summarizing. Yeah. That's adding more. Yeah. That's okay. And ultimately, you know, the Lord, I'm always reminded of the Sermon on the Mount that we want to bless those who who persecute us and, and you know, yep. pray for those who, who despitefully use us. The goal is to reflect Christ and having difficult coworkers mm-hmm. sometimes gives us more of an opportunity to be like Christ than if we had great people who like us. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate you taking the time. Welcome. I know you have a billion children. And I know it's a lot. I'll let you get back to them, but thank you for no taking problem. the time. I really appreciate it. I hope it's um, useful. Uh, I, I, I think it was helpful. Uh, thank you also to whoever asked the question.
And uh, we, appreciate, we appreciate the question. Thank you to those who have been praying for this podcast. Uh, please continue to pray. Thank you for those who are working behind the scenes to edit and, and release the videos. It's Jesse Baptiste. Kevin, before you go, are there anything specifically we can pray for you about? Yeah, I think you can pray for the few coworkers that commonly eat lunch with us. My, this is my friend Kevin and I, another Kevin. Oh, two Kevins. Yeah, and you know they they hear us talking, and we're Kevin and I are always trying to talk like how do we um, really lead these people to the Lord? There's been times where they've really had low parts in their life. We've talked to them and we give them the gospel and we pray for them, but as far as we know, they they aren't they do not have never trusted the Lord Jesus as their Savior. And mm-hmm. I won't mention any names on you know publicly, but there are about three three individuals that we work with that. We really would ask for prayer for their salvation, for them to, for them and their families and their children to, to accept the Lord Jesus as their Savior. We'll definitely be praying for that. All right, Kevin. Thank you very much once again. Thank you, Jesse. Have a good night. You too, buddy. If you have a question and you would like to submit it, you can do so anonymously by going to thepracticalchristianpodcast.com. dot com.